1: Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuwana's Now.
2: Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. <laughs>
0: Well, I sweated out my shirt and I didn't have a hat at Grizz Football Practice. But how about this? I got new clothes. Welcome in, Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for kicking in with us here on your Thursday. Coulter Nuanas and Crystal Redprath coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Happy to be with you. We're going to get the show kicked off like we do each Thursday throughout this summer around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, a Where Are They Now series. And this week. We have multiple guests. Very fun. We actually recorded this yesterday, and uh, fun catching up with these ladies. We have three times a Hamas. We have Jasmine Hamas, who was the Big Sky MVP there at uh, Montana State in 2016, plus her aunts, Brooke and Blythe, uh, formerly Hamas, and I guess currently Hamas when you're talking about Brooke as well, and Jasmine now, Jasmine Moyakiola, because she's married to Naa Moyakiola, a a former Montana State All-Big Sky linebacker. So it'll be fun to hear uh, from those ladies we also uh, have a fun rest of the show for you as well. We're going to continue our conversation about the NFL Top 100. Just commentary, you know, any any sort of criticisms and or affirmations that I might have about the uh, as voted on by NFL players, top players in the league. And then we also have an interview with Ryan Nelson. He's the new head coach for the Missoula Hellgate Knights. Our High school football previews and our class AA previews uh, continue. So there you go. It's your show outlook. It's presented uh, by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. And if you want to stream the show, you always can. 1029espn.com. Click on listen live. And uh, we also we got the app going a little bit too. So, you know, we're going to have this thing fully rolling, I promise you, by September. It's, it's a lot of moving parts, but appreciate Tommy and Andrew for uh, all their hard work on it so far. So if you don't have it already, go get the ESPN Montana app. And uh, if you are using it and you have feedback, call us, text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And uh, let us know. Let us know all things uh, that you're interested in in the wide world of sports, but also just maybe what's going on with the app so that we can know. Let us uh, let's Know what you're consuming, how you're consuming uh, the show, Krista. How you doing today? I'm
1: great, Coulter.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for the clothes. You got to tell us about this. So this is Scott Guernsey's clothing yeah, company, right? Scott
1: so, and Kelsey Guernsey. Uh, so very cool. She's so, kind of the brains behind it. Hey, Nothing well. against Scott. We love Guerns, right? <laughs> we really love sure. him. Um, but the Montana Way. So we are wearing some wonderful apparel from the Montana Way. They have apparel and gifts, T-shirts, sweatshirts. Drinkware, And so you need to visit www.themontanaway.com so you can check out what we have. And they just have some great Montana apparel.
0: Obviously, Scott Guernsey, a great wide receiver at the University of Montana. He was a record-setting wide receiver there uh, for the Grizzlies. Then went on to have a lot of success as a color commentator as well. So a guy that uh, people around Montana know well. And uh, the name is going to be reignited with Grizz football now as well, Cameron Guernsey who's a wide receiver there at Butte High School, he committed to Montana today. So uh, the in-state recruiting battle continues to to rage on. In in my career covering the Big Sky, we've seen guys commit uh, during the summer leading up to their senior year from time to time. It seems like a more prevalent trend, though. Right now, the Grizz have six guys committed already. The Bobcats have eight guys committed already. A bunch of the best guys from in-state already have made their recruiting decisions. So uh, maybe we'll wrap back around to that, uh, as well. One question for you, Krista, before we get into our piece with the Hama sisters, you have a boy now at Hellgate and, uh, sort of a, a, renewal there at Hellgate with Brian Nelson. I know you've been close to the program, kind of seeing what they're doing for summer camps and early fall camp. What do you think?
1: Well, I was just there today with cool. the football team because yeah, nice. we launched our vertical raise fundraiser.
0: You're a football mom now. I huh? am a football how mom. Do you, how do you feel about this? I love it. I that, absolutely love great. football
1: and I'm just excited for the season.
0: Well, that's very cool. And, uh, Coach Nelson, a lot of great stuff to say. I actually recorded with him a couple days ago, so we'll play that for you around uh, 5 o'clock. Let's dive into it. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, where are they now? Chris Redpath, our co-host, as well as the Hummuses, Brooke, Blythe, and Jasmine. This week it's presented by the Complete Fly Fisher. The Complete Fly Fisher is a Montana legacy lodge located on the finest section of the Big Hole River. Originally built in 1968, Guests from near and far have traveled to this world-class destination that offers a level of rustic and relaxed luxury found in very few places on Earth. And that's the truth. If you've ever fished the Big Hole, unbelievable place. Even if you don't even like to fish, you should still go on a fishing trip on the Big Hole just to look around and uh, just see it is. It's It's truly one of the most glorious places you can be on this planet. Set in the heart of the greatest collection of trout fishing waters found in North America, the Complete Fly Fisher is the ideal place to escape from the intensity and pace of life found outside the Big Hole. To book a trip or learn more, please visit CompleteFlyFisher.com. I had a chance to cover Jasmine Hamas during her career at Montana State. She is truly one of my all-time favorite players I've ever covered. She has one of the most unflappable demeanors I've ever uh, seen she had no. She was almost emotionless. We used to call her the Ice Queen, and that's a complete compliment. You could not get to her. And she was just so steady, led the big sky in scoring when she was a junior, MVP as a senior, an outstanding player. I was not uh, old enough or, I guess, paying attention enough to Montana State hoops when I was a kid to remember her aunts, but they were both amazing players as well. Brooke, the older one, was on uh, the uh, NCAA tournament team. Uh, in 1993 at MSU, and then Blythe went on to become an all-time great player. I know that uh, you were are of a, a similar age group as, as these young ladies, so you, you got a chance to kind of go against them.
1: Definitely. I did get to play against the Hamas sisters, and I wouldn't say that um, there was some definite rivalry there, right? Montana versus Montana State. Um, but it was so fun yesterday to get a chance to visit with them, Coulter, um, and just to see uh, you know what they're up to and hear how – Perspective really changes the way you look at your career this many years back. And then having a chance to revisit with Jasmine, and she was my first tournament I called outside of Missoula in Reno for the first year of the neutral site tournament, which didn't turn out so great for Montana State, made me question the neutral site.
0: For sure. It it was definitely one of the craziest endings I've I've ever seen. And we're going to get back to that. But first, we record this on a Zoom. So we have never done it this format before. Uh, but it, it, this is a fun endeavor for us. And so here we are, but we just uh, gave these l- ladies an opportunity to tell us exactly what they're up to. So here is Hamas times three here uh, on Nuana's now around the big sky uh, in women's basketball presented this week by the complete fly Fisher. Not all of you still have the same last name, Hamas. So we'll just start with Jasmine. Just give you an update on, on where you're at, what you're doing. You're the one that played in, in Montana most recently, uh big sky conference MVP about six years ago. So, uh, what are you up to now? Where are you at in the world?
2: Yeah, six years sounds uh, a lot longer than what it actually feels like. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I currently live in Melissa, Texas, it's about 45 minutes north of Dallas. Um, I'm married to Na'a Moyakiola, who was a linebacker for Montana State for five years. Um, I've got a one year old. Uh, his name's Roa. And I am a stay-at-home mom. I do some basketball training for a couple girls, each girl once a week um, on Thursdays and Fridays, which is a nice way to kind of stay connected to the game still um, and stay active. But, yeah, my life consists of taking care of my little guy. So,
0: Well, that's very cool. And, and next we'll go to Blythe, the uh, 1997 Big Sky Conference MVP and a first-team All-Big Sky player there at Montana State. Like, just give people an update on you. Where are you at in the world? What's going on with you?
3: Well, first, Jazz, if you say six years is a while, we won't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> we're <am I? laughs> Sorry. So we're pushing 20-plus. <laughs> so um, I currently live in Linden, Washington, where actually Jasmine grew up. And um, I am kind of the same, much different phase of life. I'm a stay-at-home <laughs> mom right now. I do some part-time work, uh, but I mostly just chase my four kids around. I have one in Arizona and one high schooler and two in middle school. So They take up a lot of my time and they're really active in different activities. And yeah, so life is good.
0: And Brooke, it looks like you are coming to us live from your classroom. So, and I see the Montana State pennant over your head as well. So, you got some school pride going on. What's going on with you these days?
4: Um, you know, I'm pretty much the same as always in teaching now. This I've just started my 26 year teaching down here in Colorado. Um, very similar, to what I could say to Jeff. We literally the other day were sitting there laughing at this going i have been out of college for almost 27 years <laughs> 27. <laughs> so forgive me if i have to sit here and try to remember things from that long ago because i'm the old one of the bunch um i my two boys are full grown i clearly had um the one when i was playing so he's he's now married has a beautiful bride and i'm a grandma believe it or not <laughs> grandma brooke right here and i love the little thing to death so So, yeah, I mean, that's about the extent of my life. i got two points living down here with me, and life
0: is good all over. Well, one question I want to start with, because obviously, Brooke and Blythe, you guys were both playing before Jasmine was born or when Jasmine was very little. Then you got the opportunity to watch her play all throughout uh, her career at Montana State. What a great career it was. So uh, we'll start with you, Blythe. I mean, what was that experience like just watching know uh, one of your family members kind of following your footsteps but also kind of carve out her her own uh legacy there at montana state you
3: know it was it was really cool because like i did i moved to washington right when she was graduated eighth grade so i got to watch her all four years in high school out here in linden and then i follow the lady cats uh pretty religiously like I just I love to watch the game. I love to watch the program and I remember watching jazz in high school and the style of plays that Montana State was playing. I was like, oh man, she's a perfect fit. (laughs) So when she announced that she was going there, we were in my mom's house and jazz will tell you I I pretty much tackled her (laughs) when she said (laughs) that she was going to be a lady cat and you know sure enough it was she was a great fit it was really cool to see we had little side jabs here and there like she's going to catch me in points but i got her in rebounds you know <laughs> i mean don't be fooled we are a competitive family <laughs> never let me down let,
2: let me live down the rebound thing never oh yeah so yeah
0: i got That's mean, same question for you brooke what was it like watching jasmine play because those, those Montana State teams were some of the best teams since when you uh, and Blythe were both playing. So uh, a common factor, obviously, Hamas gals playing at Montana State means good success for the Cats. But what would you think of, of watching uh, of Jasmine during her career?
4: I believe I got to watch Jazz's very first game she ever played in at Montana State when they came down and played Denver. And so mm-hmm. I'm very excited. We brought a, a group of people over there to watch her play. And so... And immediately her, her ability to be able to step in and, and be a huge, a huge factor there was clearly huge, which uh, I'm just proud of the, of the whole family. I'll be honest, I'm proud <laughs> of all of my nieces and nephews to be truthful. Um, but yeah, I mean, we bleed the blue and gold thoroughly through this Hamas family, pretty pretty significantly bleed that blue and gold. And so it's, it's just a very proud moment and, and to be an aunt to somebody who did pull up the legacy just kept it on rolling on through and we're hoping for a few more of those right Blaine? <laughs> right to come on through too and, and add on to that because it is it's 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 we love the cats the cats are the cats are our family and it is what we do and and things like that so yeah watching jazz play she she came into her own i think she came in like every freshman a little bit like what am i doing here? that thing, but to watch her develop, cause then she'd come down here and play. I watched her play down here at UNC a few times as well. And so being able to just see her develop and become who she became on the floor, not only on the floor, I mean, look at her. She's fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> she's great now, Thank you know, you. baby, doing her thing, that thing. So yeah, it, it was just amazing. Amazing to watch all of it unfold as it did.
0: Around the big sky, women's hoops. Chris Redpath, our co-host, in studio with me, Coltrane Nuanas, here on Nuanas Now. We are joined on the, uh, I guess I can't even say, it's it's coming through the uh, Rangers Brothers RV phone line, but it's actually on a Zoom call that we did yesterday. But we have uh, Jasmine Hamas-Moyakiola, Brooke Hamas, and Blythe, what's Blythe's? Blythe uh, Hi- Blythe Heinz now, uh, formerly all Hamases, though. Uh, Brooke and Blythe from Manhattan Christian, a Class C power here uh, in Montana, and then Jasmine from Linden. But actually funny, because now Blythe lives back in Linden, Jasmine's hometown, and then Jasmine lives down, as you just heard there, uh, in Melissa, Texas, right there, uh, outside of Dallas, around the big scan women's hoops. This week is presented by the Complete Fly Fisher. It's one of the oldest, the oldest, in fact, fly fishing lodges uh, in the state of Montana. I give a little scoop and scout on Jasmine, because I watched her so prevalently as a player, during her time at MSU from uh, 2012 through 2016, and I remember when Trisha Benford told me that they had signed this girl and that she was very, very excited. I thought she was absolutely perfect for what they did on offense. You know, it's kind of a, a four five combo, but who could really shoot it? She could shoot all over the floor. A, a great, great player. But just break it down for us uh, what her aunts were like, because I know I mean, Blythe particularly had a, a phenomenal career there at she, Montana State. She did.
1: She's she's a Hall of Fame. For Inductee sure. For I mean, Montana big guy MVP,
0: there's only been, you know,
1: eight what? for Montana State. So, uh, two are in the Hamas family. Uh, and
0: right, there's only been, you know, what, 40 of them ever in women's right. basketball since the Big Sky added women's hoops back in the late 80s. So, if you're one of those, you're one of the best players in the history of the league. So, pretty
1: good. Well, they say that Blythe was undersized. I mean, it says that in some of her references for being a power forward, but I never felt like that. Um, I knew that she was agile around the hoop. She had the ability. She, she had great hops. Honestly, Coulter, she could really jump. We talked about her being a hurdler yesterday that didn't surprise me at all that she was a tra- track star and had pack offers because that's the way she played. Um, she had such a versatile game inside and out. She was difficult to like box out. I was thinking of specific Blythe moments and um, we had some battles with them. Games were very close. Um, I think we only beat them by two, um, which would have been Blythe's were senior season yours, yep. for the championship game. Um, but I just, I just remember her being just a really hard nosed and tough player. And at the time, you know, you look at that and you just want to beat them, right? You're being competitive and that's just in and now looking back and having perspective i mean she had a complete basketball game and she's a good player
0: we're back on the tv so now you can see our cool clothes we were talking about our cool clothes you couldn't quite see them yet Uh, but tell people one more time this is about our our cool gear i'm just
1: so excited about this this is the most comfortable shirt it is i know see it the montana way so i love it because they have such different apparel t-shirts sweatshirts hats culture i love your hat um, and so I'm I being
0: informed by my girlfriend that my hat does not match my shorts, but you know, we do it for the sponsors. <laughs>
1: We're going to take a picture of ourselves today and tag it and get on their Instagram with the famous culture. But their Instagram page, The Montana Way, is a great way to look at them and look at all of their different product offerings or visit their website.
0: The Big Scan Women's Hoops, where are they now summer series, is brought to you this week by The Complete Fly Fisher. Complimenting their world class lodge destination is their fine dining. Both the culinary director and executive chef are graduates of the prestigious Culinary Institute of America. At the Complete Fly Fisher, meals are the narration of our of their incredible Montana landscapes. To learn more, visit their website, completeflyfisher.com. More with the Homises. a fun trio of ladies right here on Where They Now in Big Sky Hoops. Right after this, it's New is Now, ESPN Radio. that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm, because we know the players, we know the game, we can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. This is my number one song of 2021. This is the top played song on my cell phone. little Ouija by Young and Sick. What's up, everybody? I I can't wait to see what it is for 2022. Probably going to be something really weird. Nuwana's now. Thanks so much for tuning in. Coming to you from the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. Crystal Redpath joining us here in studio like we do the first hour of each Thursday show here for this summer series around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, a Where Are They Now edition. And we are joined now by... Jasmine Hamas, now Jasmine Moyakiola, the 2016 Big Sky Conference MVP at Montana State, plus her two aunts, Blythe Hamas-Hintz, who was the Big Sky MVP in 1997, and Brooke Hamas, who was also a standout at MSU uh, in the mid-1990s. We recorded this uh, earlier uh, this week, as this is our first one of these that has been sort of uh, pre-delivered to you. Here's more from the Hamas Trio
1: thinking of like the perspective that we have now looking back now that we've been out a little ways from playing. I mean, Jasmine, you're not as far removed. Um, But it's interesting that in college, we have this tunnel vision, right? We're in our own world. So we're making our own formative relationships. You're in Bozeman, I'm in Missoula. But as we get older, we find out there's a lot more that unites us instead of dividing us. We have a game that we love. We are moms now. And some, some of that perspective really comes back in you and you're so thankful for what you had and your experiences. So I wanted you guys to elaborate on that, Leith and Brooke.
3: Um, well, it is, sure, fine. It is interesting because I can remember, Krista, Jamie Spring and you played in like a, turn, a league on a team or something together? Yes. Yes. And I was like, Jamie, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can't do that. You can't but, play with her. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a shout out to spring. but um, yes. and, and it is funny too, because like I played before I went to Montana State, we played on a big Sky State games team with Skyla Cisco. Right. Right. And so you did have relationships that were built. And... Honestly, you know, and I think it's true, and I'm probably going to get a little heat from this, but it's never the players, really. Like, they're all competitors. It's just the fan base is just super intense for both sides, right? Right. Yeah. And so it's just, it's really cool. And, you know, you got to appreciate social media at times because you do, you see a lot of other people and how they're how their lives were changed, but we all have this common love for the game and just respect for each other that you're right. When you're 19 years old, 20 years old, maybe not so much because you want to beat him so bad. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality, right? You want to beat the Chris. That's facts, but well, it sure. is. It's just, and when I'm out with my daughter and stuff it is amazing how many people that i've run into that i've played against and we just have a mutual respect for each other
4: you know while you're playing and everything clearly it is it's a it's a true rivalry and i think it's a healthy rivalry because i do believe in in that for sport it's good for sports to have those kinds of things but i never really disliked any any in any way, shape, or form, when I was coaching, because I coached, you know, at Bozeman High for a very long time, and one of my players, Brittany Loman, she ended up going to the Grizzlies and playing for the Grizzlies too. And I can remember as well when she came and told me that that was what she made as a decision. Then it then it became an immediate like just a banter back and forth more than anything. She used to send me um, the the posters every single year, and they would laugh and joke, and it it just. It, was more, it, it became more of a of a joke type of, you know, in, in entertainment because it is. It, it's just a passion for the game. As I know when she left, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to cheer for you. Sad thing, never <laughs> going to happen. She knew I, I supported her through and through. And so, yeah, I mean, it, there is the rivalry. Rivalry is important, I do believe, for sports and competition and things like that. But when it comes down to it, and especially like you said now, I mean, I'm 30 years out from the game and I do I I have friends I have friends on social media that I played against Carla Beatty and a bunch of others that I played against and it it, it is you just it's it's no longer that it, it never really was like you never really had a full-on hatred for anybody I don't believe maybe Idaho State
0: <laughs> and uh, Jasmine I want to ask you a similar question because I think it was very interesting when you first got to Montana State at that point Lady Grizz were at the uh, sort of the tail end of their excellent run under Robin Selvig well, you guys were kind of the one of the first groups that sort of started turning the tide in the rivalry and and then you know winning in Dahlberg Arena, things that were unheard of. I mean, I think Coach Selby <laughs> won something like 70 out of his first 80 games against the Cats. And then you guys actually got a chance to beat the Lady Grizz several times during your career. So what was your perspective on the rivalry? What do you remember about some of those breakthroughs, especially like the time you guys won in Dahlberg Arena? Um,
4: man,
2: it's like both of my aunts have said the the rivalry is a very healthy rivalry it makes the games just so much better it's like with all the sports across the board you can never really know how the game is going to end up no matter what kind of success each team has had prior to the game it was like you get there and it's it's 50 50 honestly um but I had a high school teammate that actually um, played at University of Montana. She was a senior when I came in as a freshman. And one of my memories that I had uh, was actually she had to guard me as she was a senior wow. and I was a freshman. I was <laughs> that's just that's like seems, in the head. Boy, was, right? Like, what wow. is going on? I was probably, I, I was extremely nervous going into that game. Um, I do remember being able to hit a three in that game to give us a lead uh, to be able to win in Dahlberg, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, I I have a couple teammates uh, or old teammates who are now really good friends with um, girls that played at University of Montana. Um, so when you come out of college, it's you have those mutual um, mutual respect for each other, and then you have this like same love for the game where you can find so many similarities and you can relate with them and just become really good friends um trying to think of i don't think we ever swept them i think every year it was um they took one we took one um from each other which we always wish that we could have uh taken two but um yeah, the rivalry was just was just so much fun i mean being able to step into those arenas no matter if you're a freshman or a senior you still get those goosebumps when you have all those fans um i think i think when it came to their my junior year senior year was when we uh tried to max out the uh the arena the worthington arena and i think we set a record for the most fans in. <laughs> like four years that had come, um, in there, which was a lot of fun to be able to do. Uh, but yeah, all I can remember, I can't remember, uh, points scored. I can't remember how many points we put up on the board. I can just remember how fun it was.
0: Well, it's interesting too, because you guys all describe it as a healthy rivalry and it certainly is in women's basketball and men's basketball. I think it's pretty healthy rivalry too. In football, sometimes it gets a little bit over the top. So I want (laughs) to ask you about that element, Jasmine, because you're, Boyfriend at the time, now your husband. Now Amolakiola was a great, an you know, all-big sky linebacker for Montana State, and uh, they had quite a back and forth during his career with the the Grizz on the football field. So, what was it like, sort of being having a front row seat to that? I mean, obviously, when you're sharing it with your partner, it can be very emotional on both sides. So, what was it like, kind of supporting Nah during those times as well?
2: Oh yeah, and I, I mean, I. I'd like to say I was a supporter. I would show up. They warm up for an hour before football games, and I was there at that hour mark. I would sit there and watch him (laughs) warm up. I would stay through the whole games. Usually the Cat Grizz games were in the the middle of winter when it was freezing cold. I remember trying to wear, like, three pairs of socks inside of your Uggs and your still feet are freezing cold for those games. But, yeah, I mean, it's just fun to have that legacy that Montana State legacy that we can bring into our house now we we bought a house about a year ago we have a home office and we're like man we got to get our jerseys up on the walls we both don't have them so we both had to text our coaches and we're like hey is there any chance you guys still have a jersey you could send us things like that (laughs) but um yeah when our son was born I have a cousin who's a fantastic artist Tessa she was able to paint little bobcat shoes for a little boy um so it's fun to be able to continue that legacy on in our family with us both uh attending montana state
0: well let's go back to the beginning then because Blythe brooke you guys you grew up in, in churchill montana went to manhattan christian high school and that was also during like the initial rise of montana state women's basketball right the, the first era of real success so i uh, will start with you brooke because you were on that that ncaa tournament team Well, what do you that was when you were a freshman right so what do you remember though about trying to to make your way from a class c high school to the division one level and and then getting an opportunity with you know a program just right up right up the street from churchill
4: right so yeah we had a we had a great program clearly at manhattan christian um they still are building a great program over there as well and um clearly like you're playing in a class c school a lot of people are they have a tendency to count you out. But when I went to Montana State, there were several Class C players that were there playing. Um, it, you know, Cass Bauer and Sam Fluss and Steph Spencer. They're all Class C girls. So it was like a compilation of a bunch of Class C girls playing at Montana State University. But that jump from high school to college is, is a jump. Like, it's one of those where you come playing and you're like, I'm the big star, and then you'd show up and you're like, I'm not the star right. any longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a little bit of a transition into that. But, you know, being able to play uh, in your hometown, basically, there's a lot to be said about that, too. And it's a small-town vibe and everything you did. You felt like you were a superstar, in your you know, in your own self. And then when we did have the opportunity to play in that NCAA tournament. We actually played the Grizzlies in the, in, the, in the championship game. It's the big year of the coin flip. Never forget the coin flip uh, mm-hmm. year. And so we were able to host that tournament at home, and then we came away with that win. And it was, like I said, the rivalry was strong back then too. And when you have a season that comes down to the very last game of the season we're playing against the Grizzlies, we have to win the game, and then we get a coin flip. I was like, oh, my goodness, could you get any more dramatic getting into the tournament to see who hosted the tournament? And then we won it as Tails never fails. That's Judy Spolster's <laughs> claim to fame is Tails never <laughs> fails. So every time it's like fall tails all the time. But, yeah, I mean, it was great being home and, and being able to play and having my parents being able My parents are the most amazing parents out there. I know everybody says that, but they are so great. And I guarantee you there's not one of us three on the screen currently right now could disagree with that. They followed everything, everywhere, went yeah. everywhere, fantastic, from their own children to their grandchildren and, and still kicking it and doing their thing. And so being able to have them come and watch us play was a huge, huge thing too. And then I got to transition right. I'm a Bozeman girl through through, clearly because then I went straight to the high school and coached over there and, and did that. So, but yeah, it was, I loved it every minute of my college career i can honestly say that it was some of the best times of my life and i still have some of my best friends are are from my playing days so so yeah i loved being home i loved all everything about it cannot say one negative thing about it
0: why well, same thing for you and then i mean what, was there what was it like following uh, your sister to, to montana state then i mean was was there pressure associated with that or i guess you had kind of an inside look at what the program was like right so what did you think about just yeah. coming about that yeah.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I really love you dearly, Brooke, but uh, there was like some of it is do I want to go do my own thing? Do I want to continue to play with her? And, um, I really through the whole recruiting process, it was very, was very open, right? I, I explored all my options. I went to a bunch of different visits. Obviously that I always a fan of the cats Would go watch Brooke play and the turning point for me is when you talk about rivalries, it was a Manhattan versus Manhattan Christian game at my high school. And the entire Bobcat basketball team came and watched that game. So like then and there, I I knew, right? I came home later that night from going out with my friends and I just told my parents, I went into the room and I was like, you know, I'm going to be a cat, right? And so that was just, just to have that support and to know that they really, really wanted me to come and then to be able to continue to play and create a fan base in the valley to go where people are familiar with you, right? So you have maybe a little extra fans from from that take. But it was it was really great. Like I I'm the same with Brooke. Like I I wouldn't change it, right? Like it was. Montana State, some of my best friends to this day, are our lady cats, right? And I actually was just texting with Cass Bauer this morning and, you know, um, Jamie Spring and I are good friends and Nicole, and it's just, you come into a family, right? I have my family, which we all support each other. We all love each other. We're all very athletic, competitive, but, there's just an, an outreach of that. And so to be able to play in your hometown is, is really, truly special.
0: And Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Crystal Redpath, our co-host. It's our Where are They Now Summer Series. We are talking to the Hamas clan, Brooke Blythe and Jasmine Hamas, former Montana State standouts here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio.
3: And to be able to play with Brooke... <sighs> is really it was it was great too we had you know you have your ups and downs and playing with your sister but it was through the most part it was I'm still so fortunate and so blessed that we were able to do that together
1: so getting a chance to talk to Tom Schultz a lot through this process mm-hmm. of diving into all of your careers first of all I'm, I'm supposed to call you Pete oh I'm, boy <laughs> that's her name that's right yep yeah. it's her name Auntie um, Pete but I love the competitive stories and listening to Tom, who, by the way, 35 years at Montana State, that's impressive. Oh, yeah, and yeah right? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to him because he yeah, takes my I'm calls, awesome. my texts. He's always willing to tell me anything about Montana State. I love that man. He's been great yeah, um, to work with. Um, but I love it. He had talked about you, Blythe, um, specifically just you were such a hurdler and a trackster and you had pack offers. Oh. <laughs> and so, I and, and he remembers yeah. you actually playing volleyball. That's his first memory of you. Um, and so just the fact that your family is so athletic and it seems like it just kind of runs deep because you also have an NBA cousin as well. Um, <laughs> brother. Is <it> brother? <laughs> oh, my younger brother. brother yeah. Oh, no. you're younger brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just look, every extension of your family seems to have someone athletic. And of course I follow your kids' life too, um, you know, making the decisions on what they need to do with college and your son, just dropping him off <laughs> at Arizona Christian <laughs> College. That's quite a few yeah. miles away. Um, yep. yeah, that's just all a lot of heavy things, but your whole family, the athleticism seems to be the theme in anyone that we talk to, um, and that's pretty neat to see, but did you have a hard time choosing basketball? Was that ever a choice for you um, in terms of what you wanted to do in college?
3: Uh, n- no, I always really loved basketball, right? It's just, it just, it was my, always my first passion. Um, in reality, if I really wanted to chase something, I, I probably should have done track, right? It was, it was probably my best sport. Um, and then volleyball is just kind of something that I just did for fun. And it is because I had a, um, Montana State had offered me for volleyball as well, right? And so then, but basketball just always, it's where I'm comfortable, right? It's just where I can emit myself. And I mean, people that watch me play, there's, I remember talking to Judy when I was a freshman. She's like trying to decide if we should red shirt or not. And she's like, well, the way you play, I'm afraid you might get hurt. <laughs> so <laughs> we want to make sure we save that red shirt for you in case you have an injury come up. So. It's just that's, you know, everything, like even growing up when, you know, things were having a bad day, I'd go out and I'd shoot hoops, right? It's just,
4: Mm -hmm.
3: it just made me, yeah, it's just where I became whole and just loved the process of it, loved to play. And to be honest, I mean, who really likes to run? Just to run. (laughs) Put a ball
4: in your hands and it's much better. (laughs) Well, that's why I always mm-hmm. tease. That's why I ran hurdles, right? Like I could have. And just... I like to throw in that she had the best hurdle coach.
1: <laughs> is that you?
4: I <laughs> yeah. I how many hurdle races she finished? I didn't finish very many, but I could coach it really well. <laughs> and it is
3: funny too. Like I will never forget. Sorry, Brooke, but it was the district track meet. When I was a sophomore and you were a senior, and yep. she had always beat me in the two hundred, always, always, oh, and then God. I
4: finally beat her, and then she hasn't beat me again. <laughs> in fact, the, my senior year, I fell started the two hundred because I hated that race so much. Because who runs for fun? I <laughs> mean, yeah, also, so, my last race ever.
3: Yeah, so it was definitely basketball. It was just it was there was no never a question. There was one time when I was a freshman and, and we were driving past Washington State on the bus and I wasn't getting a lot of playing time and I did sit there and I was like, questioned if I had made the right choice, right? Because I could have probably ran Pac-12. I think it was Pac-10 still then. But, you know, I stayed the course, stayed with it and I had left my teammates and yeah, it was just, it was the best decision.
0: Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. It's not Sunday morning. In fact, it's Thursday afternoon. I know that uh, somehow, some way. We got to this point where people become so bands become so popular that we decide we don't like them anymore. I know Adam Levine took his shirt off on the Super Bowl, and you know then we decided no, Maroon 5 is not any good anymore. Whatever. <laughs> I like Maroon 5. I'm into it. <laughs> Welcome back. We're on the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Crystal Redpath, our co-host for this Where Are They Now summer series. We do this the first hour of every Thursday's show. And this week it's presented by the Complete Fly Fisher, but we also like to highlight... Uh, youth sports going on in the community and around the state. So Krista, tell us about uh, this week's youth sports.
1: So the community spotlight is brought by brought to us, brought to all of you by Ryan Holloway Miller. First, we have to give a birthday shout out Paul to Ryan's Paul, birthday. Paul Ryan. Happy birthday. I said I was going to do it on the air.
0: Saw him last week. Uh, couldn't be nicer. You know, such a nice guy. I love all the stuff he does with us and uh, always good to see Paul. Great to have uh, become friends with him over these last couple of years.
1: So our community spotlight feature today is LWJ Productions and Recruiting Consulting. Our good friend, Linda Weiler Jacobson, former teammate of mine, Um, Just an incredible uh, Lady Grizz. She was an all-conference player, player of the year, our senior year.
0: Most fun gal to recap the games with post-game, too. Yes. If she's listening, she'll get that joke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Most parents of high school athletes do not know where to start when the athlete decides that they want to play in college. And after researching for over two years, Linda found the information available for athletes was generic. It just... Not customized to the athlete and certainly not affordable. So Linda launched LWJ Productions Recruiting Consulting in March of 2022 to help high school athletes through the entire recruiting process while providing an honest and stress-free approach. Currently, LWJ is representing over 21 athletes in girls' basketball, boys' basketball, volleyball, softball, and golf she brings an upbeat, positive and honest approach to the entire process. And I think that speaks to her character. Mm -hmm. Also, Coulter, um, because she is building these relationships with coaches and being a former player. She's also an AAU coach and a former Hellgate High School coach. So I think it's really neat to see her build these relationships and really bridge that gap between the athlete and the college coach.
0: We're on the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week. is presented by the Complete Fly Fisher, the oldest fly fishing lodge in Montana. Our guests, Brooke, Blythe, and Jasmine Hamas. Now, Blythe Hints and Jasmine Moyakiola. Brooke and Blythe played at Montana State in the mid-'90s. Jasmine played at Montana State uh, between 2012 and 2016. More with these fine ladies right here on Nuanas Now. Jasmine, I know that one thing that we talked about when you were playing was sort of following in their footsteps, but also trying to make it kind of your own as well. So now you've had time to reflect on that. I mean, what did you think of your experience, but also how was it trying to sort of form your own uh, reputation, your own legacy at Montana State when you did have family members that already had such great legacies there?
2: Yeah, when I was deciding to go to Montana State, like my – auntie pete talked about you i kind of explored all of my options i took visits to eastern i took visits to university of montana um i took a visit to boise state as well um and then when i i decided i remember i was sitting on my living room floor and my dad told me he said close your eyes and what colors do you see and i didn't close my eyes and i saw blue and yellow so i was like all right let's do it let's go to montana state but it was not hard to create my own uh, experience because I had so much support from my family. I mean to be able to have my aunts come to games and for people around me who were fans or former coaches or just supporters of Montana State who knew my aunts who then were directly supported me because they they knew how great both of my aunts were and the love that they had for them then trickled down to me as well. And so it was just the most perfect opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would not have changed it at all. Like they both said either. It was probably the best four years ever, the most fun years. Um, And uh, yeah, it's, it, it was seriously the best to be able to play at Montana State and then be able to go into that Hall of Fame room and then see your aunt's names up there and just, it, it kind of gives you goosebumps still, like, to think about.
1: To think strong about, family yeah. connection. Very strong. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And like I said, it was not hard to make a name for yourself because... I had We're a crazy amount of, you know, not necessarily, I mean, there. yes, there was a gap between when they played and I played and different coaches um, as well. But yeah, I mean, the amount of support that I received because of the amount of love that uh, fans had for my aunts was just the best.
1: Well,
0: on that on that same note, that obviously basketball has been so important to your family. So I'll ask you a sort of a similar question, Brooke. I mean, we'll start with Brooke. Why is it that basketball has been so important to you? But also, how do you think it has influenced you? Because I mean, here we are on a family reunion, basically Zoom call. So <laughs> it is kind of the tie that binds, uh, you know, everybody.
4: Yeah, I mean, like clearly, Blythe and I um, had a huge family. We basically had a basketball team of children, with seven of us siblings, and. Sunday afternoons, we would go out and our, I'll be honest with you, our driveway was not a good playing field. So if we ever learned how to dribble, it would have been on there. There were cracks going everywhere, but my dad would go out there with us. And from a very young age, my dad and I think all of our parents and I know my brother Craig, for instance, with Jasmine, they did not go easy on you. And so basketball, my dad played ball too. And so it just was a family thing, like you did it. You know and and the competitiveness that you you didn't want to lose to your brothers or sisters, like you just didn't and and your dad my dad made sure i remember playing football in the backyard my dad threw me a pass right at the pine tree and i ran through the pine tree and i mean he came up after me and grabbed me and picked me up like i was some champ because i took out a pine tree that's you know so it just it basketball oh we're also not short people Because that helps, too, when it comes to basketball. Literally, I'm standing at 5'9", almost 5'10", and I go take family pictures, and I'm like the short girl in the family. I'm like, okay, here I am at 5'10". So clearly that helped as well. And, you know, the competitiveness runs, like, everywhere. We now have a cornhole tournament that we play in competitively as a family, and sometimes it gets knocked down, drag out fights going on here. That's an extra point, but it's good competition. And I think that it's influenced us in life. Like I know personally that it's been an influence in my life because I'm so driven and everything that I do and I want, and I want to do it best that I possibly can, can do it. And so I do attribute a lot of my successes in life to, to all of that competitive nature and spirit that just, we were brought up in and it just, I don't know. I don't know how, maybe it's in how the blood. I don't know. So Brooke, did you just uh, do a tug of war? So I saw
1: something about a grand island games that I was looking at. That's amazing. And everything you're doing, it feels like you're either like fishing, gardening, golfing, paddle boarding.
4: I'm a busy camper. Constantly active. I am that. I I do move and groove at all times. I think it keeps me young. Now that I'm a grandma, I got to try to keep up with a five-year-old here, so keep it moving and grooving. I got to stay young as I possibly can. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a firm believer in staying busy. You know, my kids are both grown and out of the house now. And so I feel like I have this new life that I'm living over here. But to me, family always comes first. We just, like I said, I we just flew out there for the 4th of July to family and doing their, our cornhole tournament. And not only did we have a cornhole tournament, we had a barbecue competition. Like the whole thing was a competition almost. So, so it's, it's just... I mean, it's a, and it's all good competition now. I think there are probably some point in time where Blythe and I, because we were so close of age, yeah, I, I I know for a fact that I yelled at her a lot, but I'm gonna claim that that made her so much better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Blythe, I remember reading in your your Hall of Fame bio when you got inducted at Montana State, you said it was one of the most rewarding times of your life, but also one of the hardest times of your life. But how you you sort of see the the hard part with great perspective now. So I mean. Just talk about that. I mean, how much influence yeah. that has basketball had on Um,
3: that. You know, I think that it's for anything that you're going to do at that level, at a Division One level, is or any college level, for that matter, is you put so much time into it. And I had a roommate. She was from Manhattan Christian. And one time I came home after preseason workouts, and I like literally was crawling up my stairs, right? <laughs> like I just, it was, I was so tired and I was so hot and like I, I laid on the floor and I slept on the floor inside my door for probably like eight hours. And my roommate, she was like, man, I used to be so jealous of you, but she's like, I didn't realize how much work it is, right? And so you do have that. Um, I went through a coaching change So then, you know, you do like and Brooke alluded to earlier, you come in, you're a star, you're a freshman, then you kind of you have to earn your time again, which everybody does, right? And so there's, and there's the mental aspect of it, too. I was ready to quit halfway through the season. But by the end of the season, as a freshman, I was uh, most improved, right? So, so there is that. And then just it's just balancing school, balancing travel, balancing, you know, when you think of Brooks, you balance a family. But the memories and the bonds that you've, that I created through it are all worth it, right? Like they're 100% worth it. And you're never going through it alone. You always had your teammates and, you know, so, so that's just it. It is, it's, you can't. You know, I, I think of my daughter and my son, and like they both have. while well, my son is playing college football. My daughter has aspirations to play, and I'm like, you have to love it, right? Like, you are gonna put so much time into it. You have to love it. And luckily, for me, they both really do love it. So, so I, I see the the plus in it. But I have. Yeah, to say- I mean it's. Like, it, it was so special seeing both of your your high
1: schoolers win state championships this last year oh in goodness. basketball. Your freshman <laughs> and your senior.
3: That is so special to have both of them win like that. And oh my goodness, wow. it was wow. just it was it was absolutely amazing. And they had two very different stories. Um, my senior son basketball didn't always come easy, right? And he had to really fight for his time. And then my daughter, she just kind of burst onto the scene. And, oh gosh, the two games, they were incredible games. We were down 17 for the boys. And then yeah. we ended up winning. And an hour and a half later, I have to go and I cheering on my daughter. It was a double overtime game. And the you emotional know, but, side of that as a parent. Oh my goodness, I felt like I was hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> But it was so amazing and so spectacular. And you know, Jameson also played with Andrew, his cousin, Jasmine's yes. brother. And Andrew was actually the MVP of the tournament. Yeah. So I
1: feel like I was right there. I followed all of your social <laughs> media posts, but I just thought as a parent, that has to pull at your heart because yeah, you're such was, up and down. It I mean, a, it, it, it just really pulls at you.
3: Yeah, it would. And you know, it is funny too because I'm sitting here. You have Brooke who won the Big Sky Conference Championship. You have Jazz who won the Big Sky Conference Championship. My two kids who both won state championships. And honestly, if there's one regret I have, I've never won a championship in basketball. (laughs) So, like, that to me was just like, it was so, so amazing that I never even got to experience that. (laughs) Yeah, and, but see, they, they won it, and yeah, I won track. We won a track state championship, but I never won an actual basketball championship, so that made it even better, and to have the same night and have them both be huge contributors to it, so I'm a little concerned because I still have two more coming, <laughs> and I don't know if my heart
4: can take much more, but it will be great. <laughs> Oh, I would like to piggyback on just a minute the state championship that there were 50 points scored for her state track championship on my dad's 50th birthday. Wow. All by her. That's wow. amazing. I love she that. She scored them all.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that last yeah. thing then we'll right. let you ladies go. Jasmine, just similar question for you. I mean, obviously uh, you have a, a lot left to uh, you know be watching high school state championships and things, but it seems like you know, your experience at Montana State has uh, defined a lot of what your life has been like afterwards. I mean, obviously this little guy spit an image of your husband. So uh, I mean, what what do you take from your time at MSU and in Bozeman and uh, how that's sort of influenced uh, you now here?
2: Yeah, I think athletics in general can really, uh, can really shape your character in a positive light when you have um, amazing leadership. And I was super grateful to have Um, just amazing coaches shaped me as an athlete, uh, starting from when I was in high school. Um, and even, I mean, even growing up too, I mean, my dad was my coach in everything, every single AU team that I ever played on my, my dad was my coach and, um, yeah, I mean, It was extremely, extremely hard on me because he knew (laughs) I could take it and he knew I needed it um, because he had big goals and big aspirations for me as well. And so um, taking all of those things uh, and learning so much from uh, Coach Ben, Trish Benford at Montana State, I mean, I, I can't tell you if I have a favorite coach. Every coach taught me so many different things. I had um, my coach in high school battled cancer and coached me all four years. And I just, I learned so much from him of just pushing through and the love of the game that he had for it, From my dad. I mean, I can't tell you how many things I learned from that guy. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from coach Ben as well, just being able to push your limit And knowing that your body can go further than what your mind tells you and um, sticking with things and doing the small things as well will make a big impact on the big picture and the big game. Um, And being able to take that now into my home, hopefully I can then be an amazing coach for my life, but I'm hoping I can take these life lessons that I learned from athletics and being able to instill it into these, these other girls that I'm, I'm, coaching once a week as well um a lot of what i tell them is um we do a lot of skill work but i also try to take at least 10 minutes at the end of our our skill work and we we do a lot of mental work as well Mm -hmm. talking about how your your mentality when you go through rough times you have to stay positive and you have to find the positives in it and you have to have the love of the game that can help you push through those things and i think you can take that into anything in life when you go through any kind of hardships what are you going to fall back on are you going to fall back on your faith and your family and those are the most important things um and so so blessed to have every single coach that i grew up with taught me those things Um, and to be able to use that now when I'm not in athletics anymore. um, And hopefully I'll be able to instill it into my kids.
0: Wonderful feedback, wonderful family. Appreciate them for joining us. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, where they now summer series? Brought to you by the Complete Fly Fisher. The Complete Fly Fisher is a Montana legacy lodge located on the finest section of the Big Hole River. Originally built in 1968, guests from near and far have traveled to this world-class destination it offers a level of rustic and relaxed luxury found in very few places on Earth. Set in the heart of the greatest collection of trout fishing waters in North America, the Complete Fly Fisher is the ideal place to escape from the intensity and pace of life found outside the Big Hole Valley. To book a trip or learn more, please visit CompleteFlyfisher.com. We got a couple more things to say about this, but we're late. We gotta get out. We'll be right back. Hour number two, Nwana is now coming at you. ESPN Radio.